Thank you for listening to Spooky Natural. I'm Nate and I'm here with my co-host Lee. Hello. And this week we are going to be looking at shadow people or shadowus personus maxima in Latin. Oh, fancy pants. Yeah, I made it up. Um, oh. <laughs> the, ter- <laughs> the term shadow people is used to describe a mostly featureless paranormal being which is described as having a humanoid shape akin to the silhouette of a person. Unlike the shadows cast by you or I, however, shadow people are said to have a three-dimensional quality, a depth, which makes them totally unmistakable. They are said to be conscious and intelligent, reacting to things and people around them, but there are very few reports of a shadow person attempting to communicate, which makes their intentions a mystery. More often than not, though, the presence of shadow people is thought to be a negative sign. Mm, I mean, I wouldn't be assuming it's positive. No. They sound quite creepy. A little bit. But how are you? Um, well, let's see. It started raining in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. Started raining in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taken a whole weekend to reseal a bath. Mm-hmm. Uh, my hands are covered in cuts and bruises. Mm-hmm. I'm barely alive, but I'm okay. How are oh, you? Don't, don't forget the um, don't forget the nice wall man who put his hand through your wall. Oh yeah, yeah, that's another good thing. He didn't put his hand through the wall. He put his car key through the wall. Um, which would sound like it would be a danger to the key, but the wall is so damp that it was like watching a hot knife slide into butter. That's exciting. <laughs> like, so nice. Just no give at all. Yeah. It's been a good week. Yeah, it, it certainly sounds it. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm well. I'm tired, but I'm well. This um, mm. this this episode is a weird one. The the research. It's one of those episodes where. The research that I do is it's more based on speculation more than anything. Mm. This kind of yeah. episode is more me just saying, I think it's this, and then formulating my own opinion based on what I've read, rather than because there isn't a there there isn't a singular point of truth like there are with, with some episodes. Mm. There's there's normally a singular point where you can say, Okay, that is the 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 real bit and this is the bit where people add their own Yeah. Bit, which yeah. I'd be um slightly surprised if you were like Dr. Shadow Person says <laughs> <laughs> yeah. speaking for his shadow person community. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's start with the different types of of shadow people. I um, didn't know there were different types. Well, you're going to know in a few moments. So the most common the the most commonly reported shadow person is uh, more close to that which I described in the in the intro. So it's a mm-hmm. fully formed shape of a person, and it's seen lurking around homes. It's usually attached to a single person rather than rather than a property. Again, according to the, the sources that I read, which seems weird given what we know about hauntings but we'll go into that sort of Mm. confusing section later um but yeah normally attached to one person they're not always bad i've seen some nice accounts of of shadow people but again it's nothing's concrete because nobody knows nobody knows what their intention actually is um but the intention that they do assign to them most commonly is quite a negative one. Again, we'll get into it in just a little bit, but it's it's complex. Um, the other, it's sort of similar, sort of not. So this is referred to as the black mass shadow person. So rather than having the shape, a humanoid shape, mm. it is just a, it's just a, a, a blob basically. And I think the best explanation I saw for it on, I can't remember which source it was, it'll um, it'll be in the notes, of course, um, 
it looks like a person with a sheet draped over them because <laughs> they've got no like discernible discernible features. They're just sort of they're just sort of there. Could it not be an obese shadow person? It so could it looks be like a blob. It could be. They're what I would describe as the more human shadow people. Now, mm. there's a lot of confusion around demons and evil spirits with it's so confusing (laughs) um so the 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 one that is unanimously said to be negative is Mm -hmm. the shadow person that has form but has rather than no facial features no features at all has red glowing eyes or green glowing eyes i don't like that (laughs) i don't i don't i don't subscribe to that I, i i don't I, I, I just don't see it and I can't help but think that's people's imagination sort of taking hold of them. I'm all for energy, but but the, I, I'm, I'm for energy in the sense that seeing a, 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 a mass or a, or, a, or a certain surge of energy causing a visual phenomena, I, I, mm. I am 100% behind. But the red glowing eyes, it just... I think it's too much of a it's too much of a horror trope to be. To yeah, be, I don't know. It just something about it, it just seems a bit. All right, that's a bit much. Charlie, I think maybe those people who report the glowing eyes have seen too many episodes of the X Files. Maybe, and there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of uh, conversation around sleep paralysis. Uh, with this as well in that people who suffer with sleep paralysis and if they experience the sensation of a tightness in their chest or being like choked they will mm. when they open their eyes they will see a a a figure doing it but i think that 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 kind of that kind of phenomena is more likely to be your mind trying to trying to understand the sensation because that feeling of paralysis that feeling of paralysis isn't necessarily a a a normal feeling so your body is trying to come up with a logical explanation Hmm. so when when you open your eyes you you want to your your body almost wants to see something there because it wants a way to, to to explain it to you but your mind could just invent that sort of thing. And I'm not saying this is all shadow people sightings at all. This is just some of the conversation that goes on. And I think that a lot of paranormal occurrences can be written off as your mind just going on a bit of a, going on a bit of a trip while you're, while you're paralyzed. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the sleep paralysis thing reminded me of that film we watched that Mara um remind me how um uh it was the, there's a criminal psychologist who helps patients mm, with sleep mm-hmm. paralysis yeah I remember and that. Mm-hmm. i'm sure mara has red glowy eyes maybe yeah maybe it's and it's something that has been reported quite frequently but mm. i don't know there's just something about it that I don't know. It's it's the same reason I struggle a little bit with with the demon thing, because humans and physical, uh, and we talked about this in the in the very first episodes. Humans and physical, human human energy, physical energy. Mm-hmm. It once existed, so it it is it, it, it it is a scientific fact that that energy must exist elsewhere. So that energy transfers elsewhere. That that makes perfect sense but mm. with demons I, I like the idea of demons though like they all work in some sort of office and all have jobs like there are ones of chaos ones of uh, <laughs> mischief just that tickles me a little bit but I think that um you, we can all get sucked into um seeing things like that when you've read so much or watched so much, particularly Mm. if you're suffering from something that is as horrendous as I imagine sleep paralysis is, Mm -hmm. um, you might be conflating dreams and reality without really knowing that you're doing that. Yeah. And I'm trying to think when in real life you would encounter red glowing eyes, not, not related to substances 
the, you, like I, I don't know anyway sorry we're, we're getting massively bogged down <laughs> um but yeah we'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the sort of the the the, the the mix-up of demons and, and humans and evil stuff a little bit a little bit later on. Um, the other element of of this uh, actually directly links to our uh, demonology episode with Hatman. Hatman is a show. Oh. <laughs> um, so the the other more specific kinds of of shadow person uh, apparently seeing clothes like outlines of clothes isn't uncommon a lot of shadow people are said to be wearing a cloak or or a hat or or something along those Mm. uh, along those lines the likes of Hatman or there's like an old hag shadow person so similar i imagine to the image of of grilla as the as the old Mm. the old evil hag um i uh that that's one that that pops up quite a bit but I wanted to ask, when we talk about demons, what does mm-hmm. the term demon mean to you? Um, I, I don't see them as human, um, like little horned creatures. Okay. Um, kind of like, uh, I suppose, how people who believe in the Bible see them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is it is like a, a an, an ungodly beast sort of image yeah. you get. Okay, like it... like um, good old Baphomet. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. That that is that is. I was hoping that was going to be your answer because that is what I always sort of cast my mind to. Mm-hmm. One thing that that I read and I can't remember if I actually used this site as a proper source or if it's just something that I had a cursory glance over and I kind of thought, oh, and then moved on from it. Um, one website described it described a how the fuck do i explain this so the <laughs> the i don't know <laughs> <laughs> the 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 transition between like blob shadow mass and mm-hmm. then into shadow humanoid shape silhouette shape mm-hmm. th- it, it, it's in a, in a couple of in a on a, in a couple of sources have said that that is related to like the amount of energy. The more energy that they have, the more energy they, they culminate, the more they can assume their their actual shape rather than mm-hmm. just be there as a mist or, or, or whatever. Um, but one of the sources I read said, "Well, that is a human entity that once it's gathered enough energy it will turn into a demon i'm thinking the fuck how do you turn into a demon you're either a demon or you're not and you can have you can have again we've talked about this before you can have nice spirits and evil spirits but the evil spirit doesn't just become a demon no i don't know the only time i've ever read anything about becoming a demon there was an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where Giles, the librarian, um, gets turned into a demon as revenge by somebody he knows. Um, but I've never heard of any ghost stories outside of that where somebody turns into a demon. No. Oh, oh no, actually, actually, uh, Joe Hill's book, Horns, um, the main character wakes up with demon horns but it's fiction do some it's fiction yeah but that's the only in popular story okay yeah that i that i would i would know of but i wouldn't i wouldn't think it was possible to turn into a demon but separate yeah i was i was more curious to see what your take on that was whether it was me sort of just having never thought that way or whether that was an unusual Mm -hmm. thing and again i don't think i use that as a source because if memory serves it wasn't wasn't all that Mm. great um but it was uh it it sparked it sparked a uh a a, i feel like if a demon's involved it's because they are haunting you or harassing you Mm. not yeah they want you to join them so my question with that really is could could the energy have 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 that effect have the effect of of making the entity more powerful so in 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 the same way that a more potent energy source like a painful or a scary event that can Mm. be a catalyst for paranormal activity 
can the energy given off by the horn T further fuel activity? So consider, for example, that running water is said to to uh, trigger paranormal activity because of the the kinetic energy so the 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 movement energy Mm -hmm. um, and the sound energy the again the entity whatever that may be can then feed off that um oh maybe there are um uh things i've read about like fear demons who mm -hmm. feed off the fear that they uh, instill in somebody and that's the sort of image that I get when I read a lot of these sources about about shadow people. So again, nothing nothing concrete, but some believe mm. that the the stalking shadow person, the one that lurks and generally attaches itself to a person, is doing so in order to feed off the energy. So they go out of their way a lot like the 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 uh, oh my god you just said it scare demon is it or oh, is it fear, fear demon. demon jesus scare Jesus demon Christ um <laughs> uh, so they go out of their way to to scare you because that energy is more tasty are mm. they I, I I don't know how much I buy that either though because that assumes that they are they're all the same kind of entity they all have the same motivations Mm. and to me that just that just doesn't make much sense and and i link back to to what you said about demons like wanting a reaction out of you wanting to 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 pick on you a a demon's motivation in in theory is quite straightforward in that a demon wants to possess a human host yeah but yeah but human entities don't have that and i don't know it's it what would they need the energy for though as well like well, exactly why, yeah exactly what does the harvested energy do for them exactly and i'm so glad you asked that because that was my question all the way through the research why would they do that because it it, it just seems like it's a it's a means to a means. It's not a means to an end. They are mm. harvesting energy so that they may be more formed. They 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 can that they can be more powerful in order to further collect energy from you. But but why? What is the what's the end goal? Yeah, like what happens when they have reached max capacity of energy? Exactly, exactly. It's it, uh, it's it's just it's just really it's just really odd. And and this that, that's why this one was so hard to. So hard to, to to research because there isn't there isn't an answer. It is just people. It's it's all based on speculation. Mm. My theory on it is that shadow people are. I, I think it's the same as any other kind of uh, kind of paranormal happening. In the okay, consider that shadow people aren't said to interact with their surroundings or mm-hmm. the people around them and entities that do interact with their surroundings or the people around them mm-hmm. are generally unseen. You don't see them. You just hear them. Yeah. So are they just shadow people? Are shadow people just a similarly intelligent horn who chooses to use what little energy they have rather than use it to be heard they use it to be seen. And possibly. And again, back to what we talked about in in hauntings, if you've got if you're an arsehole in life, it stands to reason that you'd be an arsehole in death. So yeah. it might be that some human spirits take on the form of a shadow person and they just do it for giggles. They just do it to fucking irritate. <laughs> some it, afterlife entertainment. But, well, yeah, but it, 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 might, it, it might just, because people who are just mean-spirited through and through, they do get enjoyment out of being horrible pricks. And mm. maybe that is, maybe it's exactly the same thing. And by the same token, the nice people are when they pass they are quote lurking but they're 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 hanging around just to just to keep an eye on you they they they're around you and and yes they're feeding off your energy but they're feeding off your energy in a way that it it brings them comfort they like it yeah i kind of see them as like leftovers um leftovers of like you said before like the energy that's left behind when somebody dies yeah um but there's not enough of it to form the full person just yeah 
a black blob or a shadow. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that, that that's what I mean when I talk about using, you know, you've got to be, you've got to be selective how you use your energy. You either use it to be heard or you use it to be seen. But, mm. I, but, but again, it, it, I struggle with this one because I struggle with intelligent hauntings. I struggle with demons. I... It's just completely unfathomable. There's, there's no way to get your mind around an intelligent haunting because even if it is left over, left over energy, that left over energy shouldn't be sentient. <laughs> it shouldn't. No, that's shouldn't true. Have free will. It shouldn't go about doing things. That that, that sort of links in, into some of the more fringe theories that I'll get onto in a little bit because they're fucking hilarious. They're awesome, um, but yeah, the, it's the ghost and the demon theory that I really struggled with because I just couldn't, I couldn't assign. I, I found it so hard to structure, as you can probably tell with how I'm presenting this, <laughs> just because it is so bizarre. And for every for every point that I wrote down, I found myself countering the point with, well, it can't be that because this, well, what about yeah. this? Well, this, yeah. this? And it's just, it's just a, a, a big, a big noodle pile. I do think the idea of shadow people um, is quite terrifying mm. because a, you don't know their intentions no. and B because they don't have a form that you can recognize as say a loved one who's passed. Yeah. That adds to the mystery and the sinisterness, I suppose, mm. of of the Good shape. Man. Yeah. Okay, so so to recap then, our our stance on it, if we have to have to if we have, if we have to make a stance <laughs> or take a stance, rather, you don't make a stance, do you? You've got to take a stance. Okay. You take a stance, make a stand. I suppose you could make a stance if you... Oh, I, why are we talking about it? Um, <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, so, human entities, the, the, uh, the, the sort of black mass mist form and the shadow person humanoid form, mm-hmm. they are one in the same, but they are different versions of that. And whether that's because, I mean, that could just be down to how much of their energy is left behind in death. Yeah, yeah. The more energy you've got, the more well-formed you are. So people with the most energy, they're the ones that you can see, you can see their, you can see their features, you can see more of them. So mm-hmm. maybe it's just a maybe it's just energy or, or or lack thereof rather than yeah. rather than yeah okay so that's the human bit i don't think that humans or human shadow people are trying to feast off energy because like we said there's just there would be no there'd be no point to it i know we're trying to find reason again in a very unreasonable topic but i don't see the reason behind it no. Unless they're just arsehole spirits. And maybe I don't understand arsehole spirits because I don't understand arsehole living people. Funny that. <laughs> um, so, There's just no end goal. I can't yeah. see the end goal and therefore I can't buy into that theory. Yeah. So I think that, that, that human enti- if shadow people are human entities, they're hanging around and they're attaching to people because that's how they feel or, or, or where they feel comfortable Hmm. or they're doing it just because they like like abusive people who know how to pick out more vulnerable you know a more more vulnerable victim maybe it's the same with with ghosts or shadow people and then with demons i think their their motivation is, is exactly the same but just how they choose to present themselves Rather than throwing things around, they just choose to be shadowy and spooky. Spooky. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Have we solved it? I think so. Good. Case closed. Oh, I will I will write <laughs> I will write to the to the governor of I don't Shadow. Know. <laughs> and guys, you can't see his face. He is asleep but with mm. his words. Honestly, with his words. <laughs> I'm I'm dead standing. Um yeah. So with that, then, how do you get rid of shadow people? Which is one switch on a light. <laughs> that was the first good joke you've made in a while. Thank you. Oh, suck uh, a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 
I found a specific thread, or not really a thread, it's a, well, it is, oh, I don't fucking know. It's a section of a website, go away. Um, but again, I'll source it, and it's how to get rid of, of, of shadow people. And it's much the same as when we talked about how to get rid of hauntings. But I, I can't remember, honestly, how well we went over that. And the exact list that I found, I really liked it. So I'm just going to quickly bring that up, and I'm going to read from it, because where the hell is the minimize button? Today on Technology with Nate. Oh, darn. Oh, why won't you open? I can't quit. <laughs> okay, right. Here we go. Um, I have... I have the list. So the the first, and this is from, uh, sorry, this is from uh, live, live About, I think that's supposed to say, liveabout.com. Um, I found a couple of really good, um, I'm sure I've, I've sourced them before, but uh, they, they tend to have quite good takes on, on things. Um, but the top one that they suggest is ignore the ghost, which... They, they've actually said in there that it, it could, it could backfire. It could go either way. So I think, treat it almost like a toddler when they're having a bit of a tantrum if you ignore them that could get better or and and they'll they'll stop being a dick or if you ignore them they could get much worse because they're not getting the attention they want so i'm just gonna interject here this is, reminds me of something my mum said to me last week when we were talking about tantrums mm-hmm. she said that if my sister had a tantrum in a supermarket and my mum walked away Rachel would stop. If I had a tantrum in a supermarket and mum walked away, I would just get louder. Yeah, well, that, that's exactly <laughs> my point. Yeah, that's exactly my point. So ignore the ghost or don't ignore the ghost. So the, the first one's not very helpful, <laughs> but it's there. And the second one, which I enjoy, is use humour. So uh, they've said, since fear is your biggest enemy in these cases, try injecting some light humour into the situation. Most people have a sense of humour, including the dead ones, which I like. So you could just be like, hey, shadow person, it's me and my shadow, isn't it? Nope, you would die instantly because even if they <laughs> even if they weren't demons, they would probably kill you for that calibre of humour. Um, the next one, listen and learn. So perhaps the spirit is trying to tell you something or communicate, which doesn't help in this case because shadow people don't communicate. So... No. I don't know why that's in there, but it is. Um, or the last one, and I think this is the one that we did talk about in our hauntings episode. Um, ask ask the ghost to leave. Just reason with them. As weird as that sounds, just reason with them and say, look, you, you're causing problems. You're pissing me off. You're welcome to stay if you can stop being a dick. If you can't, you're going to have to go. And <laughs> apparently, I know it sounds ridiculous, but apparently that I've seen that recommended countless times and people do report that actually yeah. working for them just right. saying, oh, my bad, sorry. I like <laughs> I like the humour bit. Like, How would you even know what their sense of humour is? Maybe they're more existential, like Bill Bailey kind of humour. Maybe they are more, more physical humour. Mm. Yeah, maybe they like slapstick. Do you start throwing yourself down the stairs and hoping that they'll find that funny? You'll just have to write yourself a number of type fives and see what works. Mm. Seems like a lot of investment though. And if they're not doing anything, meh, leave them alone. Well, that's the other concern I think with it is that because because shadow people and we just talked about the physical like what actually is a shadow person but there are a lot of other sort of beliefs around the shadow person uh the, the shadow person narrative I suppose in that people say that they are a a bad omen so they they portend a a negative happening and then when that negative happening has um, happened they they disappear so they're not there anymore and it, they're just mm. there as a as a sort of warning and the other nice thing that i saw and again i can't remember if i referenced this because it might just be something that it might just be something that i read in passing but one guy said that he when he was younger he always had a shadow presence in the house but it only seemed to happen when for, like if his mum was ill it would turn up and just watch over his mum. So that mm-hmm. could just be a family member who's wanting to make their presence known and rather than make noise and kick up a fuss, they just want to be seen. And, I, yeah, I I think that the shadow person 
it, it's still a relatively new it's not a new concept but it's been reported a lot more the shadow person thing so i i almost feel like people have taken it and and, and run with it but i don't yeah. think it's any different the internet probably has a lot to do with that though oh places like reddit where you can share your experiences so with that, before we get on to the more fringe explanations, because I feel like that's going to undermine the tone of your story somewhat, um, I, uh, should, we, should, we, should we tell a story? Okay, here we go. It's called The Push. I never found returning to the family home a pleasant experience. I moved to a different country for a reason. Sparse though they were, every visit was underscored with tension and discomfort. Without fail, I would walk into a room and the whispers would stop, making it clear that the topic of conversation was me. There were plenty of reasons why my relationship soured with my family. They didn't approve of my lifestyle, they didn't like the fact I was gay, and they certainly didn't like my choice of career. In their minds, I had chosen to be gay and had picked an industry that should be reserved for men only. Nobody wanted to be seen by a lesbian doctor when they had a medical emergency. My dad was the only one that spoke to me, really. He didn't care about my sexuality. He was proud of who I was and what I'd chosen to become. He was also the reason for this impromptu family reunion. He'd had a heart attack while gardening in his allotment. A friend found him a couple of hours later and called for an ambulance, but it was too late. He was gone. I'd flown in the day before the funeral, purposely limiting the amount of time I would have to spend with my mother and siblings. I wanted to stay in a hotel, but she insisted that I stay at the house, as this meant she could make me feel as uncomfortable as possible. When I got to the door, I took a deep breath and told myself that this was about my dad and not about the rest of them. My mother had clearly been waiting for me to arrive, as my hand didn't even connect to the door before it swung open. Her lips were pursed as she looked me up and down. You're late, she hissed. I don't control traffic, I said, knowing immediately that I should have just apologised. You're still a smart ass, I see. Some things never change. She mused as she stepped to the side to let me pass. Spare room's made up for you. We've had dinner already, so you're going to have to sort yourself out. I thanked her and headed up the stairs as quick as I could, desperate to get away from her. As I opened the door, my eyes struggled to adjust to the dark room and shadows seemed to scurry in all directions. I flicked on the light and the shadows instantly disappeared. The bedroom used to be mine before I left home at 16. When I left it, there were band posters on every wall to cover the peeling paint that my mother refused to fix. Now the walls were smooth, painted a duck egg blue. I imagine that she did it as soon as I left, just to spite me. I sat on the crisp white bedding and put my head in my hands, trying to breathe deeply. I kept reminding myself that I was only here for two nights. As I reached for my bag, I heard my stomach groan, asking to be fed. I hadn't eaten in eight hours. The stress of the funeral had distracted me. I slipped off my coat and headed back downstairs to the kitchen. It appeared that everyone had gone to bed, meaning I wouldn't have any awkward encounters with anybody until the next day. The darkness seemed to get richer the closer I got to the bottom of the stairs. As I entered the kitchen, the lights underneath the cupboards provided some illumination. I was just about to flick on the switch, but my eyes were drawn to the table. I could see the outline of a person sitting in one of the chairs. Why are you sitting in the dark? I asked, assuming one of my sisters was waiting to pounce on me. As the light came on, the outline vanished and the chair was completely empty. I berated myself for allowing the stress of being at home to mess with my head. I opened the fridge and found trays of food for the wake. I decided to not risk the wrath of my mother by eating any of it. I didn't need to be giving her any more ammunition to use against me. I found some bread in a cupboard along with some peanut butter, so I made myself a sandwich. It wasn't the most innovative creation, but it did the job of curbing my hunger. As I turned around with the plate in my hand, the light was snatched away from the kitchen. My eyes were playing with my brain again, and I could see shadows drifting towards me. I walked backwards until I felt the countertop dig into my flesh. The light switched back on, and the room was empty. I finished my sandwich in four bites and hurried back up the stairs. I slept badly. My dreams were punctuated by memories of my dad, intermingled with dark shadows. It probably didn't help that I was sleeping in a single bed and not next to my fiancé. 
We'd been together for eight years, engaged for one. I'd never introduced her to my family and didn't ever intend to inflict them on her. We had no plans to invite them to our wedding either, which was just a few months away. As my eyes opened, I could hear a commotion downstairs. My mother was screaming. I pulled on the robe that she'd left on the back of the door and carefully descended the stairs, hoping I would find out what was going on before they heard me approach. Something was wrong in the kitchen, but I still couldn't work out what exactly. As soon as I entered, all eyes were on me. I could see the trays of food that had been in the fridge the previous evening scattered on the tile floor. Their contents created a mosaic that spelled disaster. Why the fuck would you do this? spat my mother. I had nothing to do with this, I said, trying to stay calm. You're nothing but spiteful bitch. You always find a way to make it about you, hissed Elaine, my older sister. If I'd had my way, you wouldn't even be coming to the fucking funeral. I wasn't surprised that she'd said this. I just didn't expect her to be the one to say it out loud. I assumed that would be my mother. I didn't touch those trays. I had a peanut butter sandwich and went back upstairs. My last words hung in the air, ignored by the family as they huddled together. I decided that I would go back to the spare room and look at changing my flight to straight after the funeral. Two nights here suddenly felt like two years. Once we were all ready to leave for the chapel, we stood awkwardly in the hallway, waiting anxiously for the car to arrive. Unfortunately, we were all travelling in the same town car, which wasn't what anyone had wanted. My dad was a practical man, and he'd bought a prepaid funeral years ago, leaving specific instructions on what he wanted. Perhaps squeezing us all into one car was a last-ditch attempt at making us get along. The funeral went smoothly and I was even able to say my eulogy, thanking my dad for accepting me for who I was without judgment, staring directly at my mother as I spoke those words. The attendees came back to the house in waves. Some stayed for a few minutes and others stayed for hours. I quickly reached my limit for social interactions, so I made my way to my dad's office, sat in his chair and slowly sipped on a large measure of his favourite scotch. I couldn't change my flight, so I was forced to stay until the next day. I barely spoke to my mother, Elaine or Joanna. If we couldn't be civil on a normal day, I doubted we could stay civil today. I stayed in my dad's office for a few hours, reading everything he'd written on and looking for special messages left just for me. I returned to my room shortly after sunset, telling myself that the earlier I went to bed, the quicker the morning would come. A few hours of tossing and turning passed, sleep evading me. I heard uneven footsteps on the landing, as well as a body hitting the wall every few steps. I got up and peeked out of the door. Though it was dark, I could make out my mother walking with a glass in hand in a drunken haze. She looked like she was heading downstairs, so I started to close the door so I could return to bed. But something caught my eye, a shape forming in the darkness behind my mother. I stepped out onto the landing and called for her, hoping that she would stop before descending down the stairs. She looked at me, her lip trembling into a sneer. She opened her mouth, ready to say something, when the shadow behind her darted forward, connecting to her back. Time stood still as she realised she was about to fall. I ran after her, but I felt a force pushing me backwards away from the stairs. A shadow hovered above me as I tried to get to my feet, I heard my mother's body smash against each step before landing solidly on the hardwood floor. The light came on and my sisters emerged from their rooms. They looked over the banister and started screaming. Elaine slammed me against the wall while wailing hysterically. What have you done? She screamed. Her hands were around my throat, constricting my airway, meaning I couldn't answer. She released me and ran down the stairs. As I looked at the crumpled woman on the floor, I could see a bone protruding from my ankle. She fell. I had nothing to do with it, I said, as I followed her. Let me look at her. I kneeled beside my mother, hearing her ragged breath. Elaine tried to stop me from touching her, but I reminded her that I was a doctor while she was a nail technician. I instructed her to call an ambulance while I made sure our mother could breathe. I heard a noise from the kitchen, and as I looked over at the dark doorway, I saw shadows dance and fly until they formed the outline of a person. Was I losing my mind? I started to question what had happened, going over the details, looking for the answer. I hadn't pushed her, had I? Ah, so more along the lines of so human, but making 
contact? So as I was writing it, I was thinking that maybe uh, her dad could have been one of those bothered husbands that just go along with really pushy wives. Mm. And maybe he was supporting his kid and getting revenge on her behalf. But Um. at the very same time, I thought with a trauma just happening to the family recently, maybe Mm. something could be drawn to it and wanting to create more chaos so it could, I don't know, have a fun time watching. Mm. Yeah. Or the, if it was the dad, he like stirred up, stirred up shit by, by messing with the funeral food and then using that, that argument energy, he then had enough strength to push his bitch of a wife down the stairs. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't read anything further, mm. so I didn't really see anything about them not touching oh, or interact interacting with people. No, I suppose I was trying to think what would scare me from a shadow person. Yeah, and I suppose necessarily it wouldn't need to be. It wouldn't need to actually make physical contact so i think because the this one of the scariest things for me one thing that i really don't like is when something rushes up on you um mm. rushes, not brushes um when, when something <laughs> like rushes up to you that that scares me because it, it mm-hmm. it's a it's a sort of it's a shock thing isn't it you're trying to figure out what it is and is it a threat and, and it runs yeah. up on you so it could have just been that it rushed up on her and and she was scared and and took a tumble um, Possibly. When something rushes up on you as well, you immediately start to work out what the worst case scenario is. Mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> Usually, yeah. I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I um, I like that. It's um, it's good. And like I say, it's um, it's always nice that that the subject matter is is more of a mystery when you're writing your story, more of a mystery to you when you're writing your story, because it, I think it was the voodoo episode where mm. we had that same conversation, but it was yeah. really, really nice because your story told the, the, it, it, it told the story from the perspective of somebody who didn't understand it. So I think it worked quite well in that, in that sense. Yeah. I, I suppose it worked with the stereotypes, which are often, mm. as we keep finding out, not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I enjoyed it. Thank you for the story. No problemo. It's occurred to me that I, I've never actually said thank you for the story. <laughs> I don't thank you for the research. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, fuck yourself. Fuck you and your story. So, <laughs> on to the more fringe theories then. So, ghosts and demons, they're the main ones that most people talk about but there were some uh, some some interesting ones that I wanted to I wanted to go over. Um we talked about as part of the deja vu episode a person's astral and physical form existing mm-hmm. separately um and one thing again that we touched on in that episode but didn't really talk about is astral projection so again mm-hmm. just to recap astral projection is where you manually separate your physical self from your astral self and as your astral self go on adventures and do things and see things that you would otherwise be unable to do or see. Which Um, sounds fun. mm, Yeah. Um, So one of the cited theories for shadow people is someone's, the, the image of someone's astral form. So someone is projecting, but you can't see them as you know them because mm-hmm. they are not their physical self. They are their astral self and they're appearing as a humanoid figure because that's all they know how to appear as mm-hmm. because they're human. So it's their astral form. That sounds like astral stalking, if you ask me. <laughs> Considering um, these shadow people lurk and follow you around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think they like follow you to the bathroom and stuff, so it's not like super creepy, but still kind of creepy. Very creepy. Mm. I don't want to be followed some, anywhere. <laughs> there are some nice stories about astral, astral projection, though, which I promise we will at one point have an astral projection episode. Um, but, uh, but. It is. It is just not right now. Um, the other, and this is extra fringe, and I love it, is time travel. Oh wow! Yeah. So in a similar sort of, 
in a similar way as an astral being can't present itself in human form a time mm-hmm. traveler can't do that either because when they it, it, it's less time travel and more what's the word it's not remote viewing is it but uh, ah, there's a word for it i can't remember what it is but basically rather than rather than you traveling your being into the mm-hmm. future you just look into the future but oh oh like in a christmas carol where the where the ghosts of christmas past and future oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Around. so they're there and they're seeing things and they're living it as though they're there but they're not there okay okay i so, think you said these are fringe theories i would buy that more than um weird demon thing trying to eat your energy yeah maybe Maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, you you can't see them for who they are and what they are because they are just they are just shadows of the past or of the future, dependent on which way they've travelled. Yeah. How irritating must that be, though? If you have been able to do that and go backwards, if you can't interact with what's going on you'd be like screaming at yourself trying to say, don't do that, don't do that, it's going to have bad consequences. Well, I don't know, because everything's a learning experience and if that person changes something in the past, then it can have its butterfly effects, isn't it? Yeah, but if you know that the bad situation you're in now is due to one specific decision or action you did Hmm. and you could go back and just re-watch yourself doing that, rather than interacting and being able to, I, I don't know. I I would say that time travel is only really appealing if you can go back and make positive changes to your life or family members' lives or, you know, people that you love and care about. Like, hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the last one, and this truly is fringe, <laughs> aliens. Okay, I did not see that one coming. Neither did I, it's great. <laughs> so the theory is that aliens already live among us and they've just taken human forms so to in order to, uh, uh, what's the word, integrate with us and, mm-hmm. and, and understand us more rather than approaching humankind with, hey, yeah, we, we, we want to we wanna get to know you because <laughs> they know from observing us, presumably, that we're quick to shoot things we don't understand. Very true. Yeah. Um, so that is the the is the belief. Um, but when they are unable to take on a human form, they the reason they're just observing is they want to understand more about us, but they don't want to integrate. They just want to observe. So they're essentially just popping down, and they can just roam as they as they please. It's like almost that we would be a social experiment and they're the scientists observing. It's entirely possible. If aliens live among us, there are a few people that have not integrated very well and are showing up themselves up for being aliens. Yeah, well, there's the whole theory that the Queen is reptilian and... Oh, yeah, lizard. Ah, oh, Jesus. That's you see. Think... That's one thing you, you think. You think I get stressed out when I'm looking at things that don't have answers when we're talking about ghosts. If I've got to sift through the 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 lizard theory, I will. I'll implode. <laughs> I'll just fucking implode. <laughs> cool. Which of the fringe theories is your favourite then? Oh, that's tricky. I want to say the astral projection one because I find astral project astral projection to be particularly interesting. Time travel, I I, I prefer the astral projection one because it's it's the most interesting and I can I can't wrap my head around it. It's fucking insane. It's it's, <laughs> it's so complicated, but it's it, it's of interest. The alien one is the alien and the time travel tra- time travel one ones are equally as on uh, you can't understand them they're not, they're not easy to understand what about you what's your favorite aliens hands down oh, okay i think that's more interesting than time travel 
and astral projection. And it's also the one, weirdly, that I would believe in most because I don't think we're the only intelligent life forms. And if we're out exploring space, equally, another species could be doing the same thing out exploring our space hmm. so i wouldn't be shocked if one day there'd be a news broadcast being like we have been living among you for years yeah i mean there's oh, there, there are so many so many interesting alien stories which i i don't know if i want i don't know if i would want this show to go down that route because <laughs> jesus christ it's so confusing and so frustrating um but it's a big old rabbit hole it is it is it's it's just yeah no <laughs> no i think the the idea of them living among us just reminds me of men in black and i like that film so <laughs> yeah yeah men in black is uh the first one's good anyway yeah yeah the last one <laughs> Not so much. No. No. Well, that is Shadow People. And now this is over, I can I can go sleep, which is Yay! super. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can contact us at SpookerPod on Instagram and uh, the one with the bird. And if you search Spooker Natural on Facebook, you will find us there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are at SpookerPod... No, we're not. We are spookerpod at gmail.com. Oh, wow. You really are tired. Yeah, for the email. Um, rate and review. I'm not going to do a hard sell because I can't words right now. But do do the do the review so I can sleep well and just, 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 just do it, please. It helps a lot. We really appreciate those of you who have done it so far. Thank you. Uh, sincere apologies to uh, Robert the Doll and, mm-hmm. oh, shit, and tuberculosis. Um, yeah, yeah. And any shadow people that are in either one of our houses. Oh, we can't right keep now. doing this because, like, 40 minutes of the episode <laughs> is just going to be us apologizing to various beings. We- we apologize to everything and everyone oh that's <laughs> that's pleasant yes maybe we should change it from like we apologize to our respects oh yeah because oh, like that's that. more of a positive thing to it yeah our respects yeah and uh but we should probably still mention robert the doll but definitely not regards because that sounds like uh a mafia hit like yeah yeah mr Soleri sends his regards yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's. It. I think that line is is actually from from Mafia, the game. I think. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, I've missed something. Have I missed something? Uh, oh, thank you for great. listening. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. So we will see you in a week. Bye. Bye.